Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Benny P here with the Pump Fake Podcast as a part of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, joined as always with the co-host P. Sweezy. Sweezy, how are we doing, man? Doing great. Happy to be here at the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Pump Fake Podcast, part of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Podcast Network. We're so excited that you're joining us again. Uh, for those of you guys uh, wondering what the heck have I just got myself into, 12 guys that take fantasy football way too seriously. Thanks for jumping into the Pump Fake Podcast where you get to uh, listen to all the hot topics and hot trades and waivers and managerial statuses that we get to share with you. So thanks for thanks for listening. We've got a, we've got a a la carte uh, picked out for you menu here. <laughs> uh, we got sneaky sauce to lead things off. We talk about an investigation on Mark, so you're going to enjoy that. Uh, we talk about trades. We talk about waivers. We give out the weekly Danny Ainge and Blizzo of the Week Award. We get into our reviews, our pickums, and our sticky review. Um, so it's pretty. It's a pretty good podcast. We cut it to under an hour and a half. I really kept it tight this time. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. You guys tell us whether or not you like that or not. If you wanted a more lengthy pod, feel free to share those. We are always, always welcome to constructive criticism, right, Patrick? Yeah, yeah we kept our knapsacks to the side this time, you know, and we just tried to cut the fat. My whole entire goal is to make Evan happy. That's all I'm trying to do. Evan S, I just want to make you happy with this podcast. Firm the Evan. Uh, we also, yeah, we get into a little bit about whether or not Evan is going to be able to finish the power rankings for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some, not some over-unders, but some some belief and some disbelief between the two of us. So a lot of things that we get into. You're going to love the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Um, yeah, we're excited. Yep, get settled in here. Get you a nice hot chocolate. Get you a burb. Whatever you're sipping on, just sip on something responsibly and enjoy <laughs> the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. See ya. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. What up, potty people? It's your boy Benny P up in the dojo with the sensei. Patrick P here too. As well, also. Yeah, and uh, Patrick, I wanted to ask you. So, do you do when 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 you're listening to the podcast and you're hearing yourself on here recording and stuff? Do you think of yourself like how do you? Obviously, you're the sensei of the dojo, but when you label yourself, not that you have to, but if you're going to label yourself, do you say I am, I am co, what co broadcaster co co host co host co host or are you just host? We're both hosts. Does that make us both co-hosts? If we're both hosts, we're both co-hosts. Yeah. I can be assistant to the host if that's Absolutely what we're getting not. after. Absolutely not. No. That's Dwight Schrute situation. I'm actually saying like that's when I'm, I, like, I would consider myself a co-host at this point. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would consider you a co-host too. Exactly. I would consider me a co-host. Yeah, Benny P, your co-host, joined with also the other co-host, P. Sweezy. Patrick P. In the yeah. dojo. Okay. I thought you were going to get at like what I think about when I if I hear myself and I I don't like listening to my own voice. I don't think anybody does. Uh, unfortunately, I love listening to my own voice. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, we're up here in the dojo. For those of you listening, all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, 
We're in the dojo, Patrick's house, drinking on some bourbon and snacking on some good stuff. And if you're curious what this podcast is all about, it's about a 12-person fantasy football league where we take it way too seriously. We've got a podcast, we've got power rankings, which we'll discuss later. We've got a slew of things that we do that uh, we provide content that creates culture, and this is just a byproduct of that. And so if you're joining us, we're very thankful for your um, your subscription and or listen. And we hope that you enjoy the podcast. We think we've got a good... Good little lineup for you here. Um, Patrick, before we dive into the sneaky sauce, do you have anything that you like to add? I was just going to ask you if you had your knapsack. <clears throat> One more time. What's a knapsack? You got, you got your knapsack? And your papers? You don't know what I'm referring to? Oh, whenever you said the podcast being recorded, you're like, he reaps into his knapsack, ruffles through all the stuff, and then... Yeah, well, that's what, that's what Evan my, said. Let me check my schedule. Because Evan said um, his power rankings were a lot of thought put into them. Unlike other podcasts where they're, oh they like the, to subject their listeners to shuffling papers and shuffling through knapsacks. So, yeah, I was so wonder if you had your knapsack handy. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I guess I do. You do? I do too. We yeah. both got our knapsack. Got knapsacks. Nailed it. We've got it. our research down. We're going to try our best to hit these three pillars. Um, we get into the podcast. Obviously, we're talking directly to these 12 people, but just at the very front end of this, you know, I wish that you could be a part of this whoever you are that's not a part of the Fight Club League. Mm. I wish that you could be a part of this league. And um, I'm thankful that you're at least listening. So with that being said... It's a little window into the league. You know, they're a part of it. See, that's the thing. That's why I feel bad. Because like, you say that, and they don't know that in the group me, it's Evan S. talking about how he's berating our podcast. I mean, you were just talking about it before, is that mm-hmm. he gives us such a hard time about this podcast, and the mm-hmm. listeners that are not a part of the Fight Club League never know that... We get such a hard time and we get berated by lesser content creators, a.k.a. Evan Shacklett, by by um, by just never satisfying him. That's true. We should move our group me just to Twitter. That so way people from Isaac the world can just see. Like that? Isaac said something about that. Did he really? Yeah. He well, did. he said that as a podcaster, as a pump fake multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated, we need a Twitter handle out there to get our viewers engaged, but... I think if we just all moved our group me to Twitter and just start having, you know, just feuds in the middle of broad daylight, that would really bring in our, our Caterham listeners. Yeah, for all our Caterham listeners, England, Australia uh, listeners, if you think that's a good idea, I don't know what you should do. You should tweet at us at our handles that don't exist. Uh, I got one. I'm not on it, but I guess you could Facebook me. My name's Benjamin Pompelli. Do that. Yeah, scratch that. We're just going to stick with the group me. Yep, absolutely. Moving on, let's go into... In the most remote location on Earth, thousands of feet below the surface, the unthinkable has happened. Talk to me, Krabs. Oh, it started out as a simple order. A Krabby Patty with cheese. So am I wrong? When the customer took a bite, no cheese! I'm going in. Let's jump right into Sneaky Sauce. And for our sneaky sauce discussion, uh, we are going to be discussing a brought up topic. Very important. Very, very important topic that we heard on the power rankings, which were so lovely presented to us from Evan S. The investigation. Mm-hmm. The ongoing investigation into uh, Mark Wynn's uh, fantasy football team. Right. And you, you said that you've been talking to some people on the inside. Who you been talking to, Patrick? Yeah, I was, you know, I got a few calls in this week. Some, you know, memos ran across my desk. So I, you know, I had to get 
in touch with everybody over at the Potential Collusion and or Blatant Dishonesty Department of Investigation at the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated just to kind of get a handle on what's going on. And unfortunately, I don't have a lot of updates. It's just that Evan S. is leading the investigation. That's my the whole memo. That's what it said. Evan S. is leading the investigation. That's all the news I had. Yeah, and so I actually wanted to get into this. Do you know where this, this originated, where this started, what, uh, what brought on this? Obviously, throughout the league, we've questioned Mark's ethical and moral standing um, in the league. He's been the one under the spotlight. Is he, uh, you know, is he an upright and outstanding Fight Club League member? They've said that if there's any weak spots in the Fight Club League, it's going to be Mark. So where did that originate? Where did that thought process originate, I guess, is what we need to get at. And like, where are the facts that back it up? And maybe that's what's going to come out in the investigation. Yeah, and I guess if you're asking that question, you don't know. And I mean, I don't know either, but I just know that... I know. Um, I just know that... Yeah, I just know that Mark is under some high scrutiny. And mm-hmm. I honestly haven't heard too much to debunk the thought, the, the thoughts and theories going on around him. I've just heard, um, you know, that's just fake news. And mm-hmm. uh, I just haven't seen any good deeds. I haven't seen him feeding the homeless. I haven't seen him doing anything right. with his actions that would say otherwise. You know, when a bad story breaks, a lot of times you like to see the other side of it. Sometimes they say bad news is good news. But in Mark's situation, bad news is the only news. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we could maybe get in touch with that story, we could... I don't know. I just, I'm just i very curious what the um, potential collusion and or blatant dishonesty department of investigation at the pump fake multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated are actually looking into and i hope to find some answers soon hopefully uh, we'll be briefed on this between evan shacklett's new power rankings that'll go up yeah i would i would like an update for sure i think the league deserves an update and um i'm sure that they're working really hard back there um and i'm sure yeah because i i know it originated from when evan was talking on is one of his original Power Rankings podcasts when he's talking about, you know, fab gambling. And that's where the whole idea originated. Yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure there were some facts or some red flags that popped up for him to say that. I don't think he would just say that for no reason. So I, mean, I got to trust the commish above all else, right? We gotta, if we don't trust our commish, what are we doing here? So uh, oh, I'll be honest. I don't trust the commish. But, oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I, well, see, here's the thing. The commissioner's gotten into some weighty waters. Mm. Where, where he's at right now, it's not the commissioner, commissioner's duty mm. to be doing the investigation. If anybody's responsibility, it's the potential collusion and or blatant dishonesty Department of Investigation's job mm. at the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. It's not the commissioner's job. The commissioner's job is to lead our league in a direction that provides content, that creates culture, that, I mean, is super, super fun to be a part of and enjoyable throughout the whole entire season. I think Evan Shacklett has done a great job of that. So if the question is, do I trust my commissioner to do that? Yes. Do I trust him to do the investigation? I'm not, I'm not getting a whole lot of, a, hmm. not whole, getting a whole lot of reassurance in that department. Yeah, well, that, that's, those are fair concerns, I guess. Maybe, um... He's got, we've got a multi-hat situation. He's got his commish hat, and then he's got his power rankings host hat, and then he maybe he is a lead investigator hat that we're just unaware of. We, we don't know a lot about the potential collusion and or blatant dishonesty department of investigation yet. we just become aware of this investigation department. We just we just found out it existed. Right, so. right. With that being said, I do want to transition a little bit. I mean, if he is wearing multiple hats, some would that would lead others to think that maybe you're too busy, maybe you're too distracted, maybe you're not focused on what might matter most importantly, which is wins in the season. Mm. And we heard on the power rankings that 
Evan was having a hard time or was at least considering, some of the bottom feeders in the league, myself included, mm. seem to be content providers, content creators, mm-hmm. carriers of this content uh, content weight that we bear. Mm. And I wanted to ask you, do you think there's any truth to that with you being now 0-6? Do you find a correlation between content provision and losing? I don't know. You know, that's something to think about. I mean, it's, it blew me away when I heard that. You know, I was like, maybe that's the reason I'm 0-6. Maybe that's the sole reason. I mean, it's something to consider. I don't want to completely jump on that bandwagon yet. Um, but it would certainly take me off the hook a little bit. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> um, the, uh, what we won't get into here is our prep here. Obviously, we do a lot of prep. Mm. A lot of prep work. And, I mean, easily this could become a distraction for the league. But... That is, uh, like I was talking about before, that is the burden that we bear to create the content that therefore makes the culture of this league. And, um, and it's been proven that it can be done before. For all the listeners listening before, I'm a previous champion. Uh, this previous champion was also a podcast recorder at the time, so it's been proven that it can be done. But what I want to say is of, of lesser strong people that maybe don't have the willpower or discipline to continue with content creation... Do you think that maybe they would they would fall out or bail out? Because there's word on the street that Evan S has taken into consideration the reality that maybe he can't do power rankings mm. every single week. Maybe he can't keep up. Maybe it is a distraction. Maybe he is of weak mind and unable <sighs> to bury the weight of both a content provision and also being competitive in the league. Do you do you see a court? Do you see that? That's... Have you heard anything on the streets about whether or not he is going to retire from? The power rankings. There's whispers, for sure. There's concern. Um, I walk into a crowd of um, fantasy managers, and all I hear is, is Evan S. quitting? Is Evan S. quitting? Is he going to be back? The people want to know, because the people need their power rankings. The league needs the power rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, However that is supplied, um, I guess it does matter, because the vehicle in which it is supplied is is very important. as long as it's supplied, though, I don't think people are going to be too concerned. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I will say, just for the record, I have never seen a season that Evan Shacklett has actually started the power rankings and ended the season during the power rankings. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've been in the league with him for four different years, and it was funny. The league that was I was most inspired as a fantasy football owner, most inspired by, was the season that I was not a part of, but Eric was a part of. Evan was a part of with their high school friends. It was an amazing league. They had a video power uh, ranking system that they would like record and then upload in the system. Hmm. And they let me be a guest host on it and try it. It was a absolute disaster, but they let me be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was really thankful for that. And it really shined in like how good this whole entire content creates culture could really be. And that's where we kind of, you know, grabbed it by the horns and kind of led it into this group and it's kind of done what it's done. So I just, um, I don't know. I've been, I, I was really encouraged by that, but it is not uh, a surprise to me that Evan Shacklett's talking about not doing the power rings throughout the rest of the season. Cause that's all that I've ever known. Wow. So, so. what would your call to him be? Uh, would it be to pass the torch to someone else or would it be just to suck it up and do it? What's your opinion? Um, suck it up and do it. Okay. Yeah, because I've, I've told him that every single season, though. Like, it's just like, don't start it unless you think you can finish it. Mm. And his whole entire goal with the video or the audio powerings was that it would be more sustainable. Mm. And 
I mean, bless his heart, the reality is that he's getting more wrapped up in the power rankings than he anticipated because it's that good. Yeah. And which is really, really, I mean, it is. It's fun and it's enjoyable. I really enjoy it. Um, he got 23 listens last week, so maybe that'll help bold his really? wow. encouragement. I mean, yeah, like the people are listening to them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that he, he needs to continue doing it. So just suck it up and do it, Evan. That'd be great. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, with uh, with that sneaky sauce introduction, the investigation ongoing, and uh, the the rumors of Evan retiring from the Power Rings, we can we can move on to our. Now, the only thing that stands between an improperly made sandwich and a disaster is the courage of one sponge. Everything's gonna be just fine. Our trade segment, where this week we were full. We had some trades. We had some trades. Um, can I verify with you how many we did actually have? So I can just confirm in my screenshots mm-hmm. that I have them all. I've got one, two, three, four. Um, okay. That sounds right. Is that right? Yeah, I may actually be missing one then if you've got four. It might have been a lesser one. Um, so oh, wait. Let's... I know what it is. Yeah, it is four. Yep. Okay, great. Then let's go ahead and kick it off with the... And I guess here before we start, what's uh, what, what are we what are we trying to do when we talk about these trades? Are we talking about a winner and loser, or do we want to just talk about a few details, things that we like, things that we didn't like? What's what's your goal when we review these trades? That you want to walk away feeling affirmed of? Yeah, I think um, if either one of us are involved in trades, it's a great time for us to just kind of give a quick synopsis of our mindset behind it. And <clears throat> on the ones that we're not involved with, I think we can kind of give our opinion of. Is there a winner? Is there a loser? Is it a win-win scenario? Uh, just a quick rundown on that, I think, is would be my goal. That's good. Let's go ahead and start with the first one you were a part of with AOTIS, the uh, blockbuster trade of Darren Waller and Oliver Cook, Tim Patrick, for Joe Mixon. Darren Waller, Dalvin Cook, Tim Patrick, Joe Mixon, Noah Fant, Alexander Madison, and Antonio Gibson. There's a lot of things going into this, so if you give us a little backstory of what the what the transition pieces were that mattered most and what was the what was on the line this week between two play, people who were playing each other correct mm-hmm. right yeah and i'll try to unpack it just real quick i don't want to spend too much time on it um but yeah i i think it was it was probably shocking to a lot of people for me to make this trade when i it seemed i had alexander madison and i had everything i wanted to do get the win locked up um but going into that I just I had a few thoughts. I was like, I feel like I've got to take some risks. Um, obviously, what I've got going on so far this season is not working. Well, see, here's the thing. What tips you off that what you're doing is not working? Uh, the losses. Okay. So when I don't, when there is so a being zero, on five for you was like, hey, I need to change something up. Yeah, there was a zero in the win column, and yeah. I was like, man, I got to get that thing changed. This whole time, I didn't realize it. I got to get that side to move. Like, yeah. Um, so <laughs> once I really had that realization, I was like, oh, risk time, you know? It's ding, good. ding, ding. It's good. Um, so, yeah, so I want to take some risks. And, yeah, I felt like I did believe that Alexander Madison was going to have a good week. But in the back of my mind, I knew, like, there's always a chance that when these backups come in, even when it seems like a smash great situation, yeah. it's sometimes it won't work. Um, so then that creeped into my mind, and Tiz did reach out to me about this trade originally. I, I did not seek it out. Um, so we started the discussion yeah. and ended up where we ended up. But um, it creeped in my mind. I was like, what if I get Alexander Madison, I don't do this trade for Dalvin Cook, and then I lose? <laughs> 
Yeah. What if I lose and I don't take the opportunity to have Dalvin Cook on my roster? The better running back of the two. Right. So then it's like, well, what if I do this trade and I still somehow win? That's what was in my mind. I was like, if Which, I didn't do this trade and yeah. I have Dalvin Cook going forward the rest of the season and I win this week, then it would be great for me. Yeah. And then I still, so then I was like, well, if that's the case, let me look at next week because Dalvin Cook's on a bye next week. I'm playing Eric this week, and I saw that I was up against him whenever he has Lamar and Mark Andrews on a bye. Still had Chubb on the IR. So I'm thinking if I can just sneak maybe one out of two wins out of these two and have Dalvin Cook after that bye week, maybe I'll be better the rest of the season. If I lose this week, either way, I'm going to have my back up against the wall. I'm just going to be trying to churn out some wins and stay out of the suit. Yes. At this point. Yeah. So what gives me more wins on the season? And so I was like, I just got to take a risk here with Dalvin Cook. It actually ended up working out exactly how I wanted it to, except I fell one point short. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I could have gotten the win. I did do the math. If I would not have done the trade, I would have lost as well. So I okay. still feel good about the trade, even though I didn't get the win. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that brief uh, rundown. Um, I would go on to say that. As a league, we just want to address you, Patrick. You know, I take a moment here. Hmm. You don't deserve this. I, I couldn't agree more with the group me that was posted. You don't deserve this, man. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. <laughs> you don't deserve it. But for whatever reason, fantasy gods have said it's not gonna be this season. Three weeks in a row, it's been yeah. it's been really hard. Yeah, the first three, some... the first three weeks, honestly, were you know just losses, just like you can chalk them up as losses. Yeah. But then losing in the way I lost against. Um, Isaac. Yeah, I think on the last minute, Johnny Smith touchdown. Yep, that's exactly And right. then losing the Tiz by one point after. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, Drake, Drake and Cooper both had garbage time points. Like that's what that game t- came down to was garbage yeah. time points. Yeah. Um, and then the week before that, losing to Evan, um, second most points in the league. It, it's definitely been it's been a painful run. Last three been pretty painful. Uh, does this make you think about hanging up the fantasy football coat? Absolutely not. If okay. anything, I'm more invested than ever to stay yeah. out of that suit now. So okay, love it, and that's what I love about a good punishment is it does keep you woke. You ain't For gonna sure. be falling asleep. Yeah, we've heard we've heard rumblings from the Eric Johnson camp that. Uh, He's like, I just got to start training for this suit now. <laughs> Been there once, gonna do it again. So, uh, so that's what I was telling you, you earlier. It's like, even though I'm zero and six, like I'm still so looking forward to football this weekend. I don't understand it. It's not healthy. That. You love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, let's transition. Let's go to the next next trade. Um, I was a part of it. This is the James White J.K. Dobbins trade. Right. Uh, golly, I don't understand how I keep on having to give up the fab. Yeah, you keep on just swindled out of your fab there. Yeah, yeah, but I was just going to take a risk on James. I feel like he was coming back. He's been taking personal leave all that time. So, uh, and I was trying to get rid of handcuffs because I need to start at my bench position, manipulating long, long vision defenses that I'll be playing into the playoffs, uh, trying to make stabs and keep locks of teams that'll work out. And being able to transition between the two, the Bears defense is picking it up, but they're just going to run into some buzzsaw. There's some teams out there. So having that roster depth is something that I needed to free up. Now, worth noting that I did trade J.K. Dobbins after five weeks and Ingram finally got hurt. He got injured. So I do think that J.K. Dobbins will be good moving forward. But like we talked about before, I think that Ingram's already back into the discussion. And the reality is that it's going to be Lamar running that ball anyways. Yeah, and they've they've also got the Gus bus they're working in there on on passing downs and stuff. So, I mean, that backfield, I don't know. I mean, it could be good by the end of the year. We'll see. Yeah. James White, if if you're going to have a running back that's a Patriot, 
He's a pretty good one to have. Uh, he was the right one to have for you last week because you're right. They were down and they were playing back. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, honestly, Cam couldn't find his groove, so checkdowns to him were happening all the time. And there was a couple of garbage times. And, I don't know, that's one thing that I really have enjoyed uh, about fantasy. And one thing that I always look at is game script. Game script, game script. Um, when I looked at the Devontae, or no, the Montgomery uh, game, I just saw that it was going to be wet and rainy. And I was like, they have to run the ball if they're gonna if they're gonna do that. And I mean, you just I don't know. Um, no, I'm sorry, not Montgomery, um, Elaire. Yeah, yeah. It was just wet and rainy. Like you're not gonna be throwing a lot. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. Moral of the story is that game script's very important. So keep an eye out there if you're mm-hmm. you're a fantasy novice and you're listening to this. If you're part of the league, just take note. Game script is very important. People playing in their arena, that is important to know. And Sleeper provides that information for you right at the palm of your hand. So. Be sure to take note of that. With that being said, let's go into the next trade. This is a Tiz and Isaac trade. For those of you listening in the car or at work, can't look it up, don't remember it. This is Tiz gaining, or sorry, Tiz giving away Noah Fant and Antonio Gibson and $8 mm-hmm. for Robert Woods and Jonu Smith. So this is a t- trade between Tiz and Isaac. Um, your initial thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, whenever I first saw it, um, let me try to scroll. Yeah, so whenever I first saw it, I, I Obviously, think, you have very, very deep nightmares about Johnny Smith and what he's done to you. So you know that he's been a prevalent tight, ends, uh, tight end for the Tennessee Titans. You've been watching him game in and game out as a Titans fan that you are. So you know that he has the capabilities, major upside. You think that with Robert Woods partnered with him is the, is the winning part of this trade? Yeah, it's the, I think um, it's a upside season-long trade versus a producing now and a solid tight end part. So, like, I think Robert Woods is just solid. He's got a very good floor. And then Johnny Smith, yeah, I mean, they work him in the offense. They've got tight end screens. They, they've drawn up plays for Johnny. I had nightmares of the week before. As soon as I saw Johnny Smith going to Tiz, yeah. I was like, I just don't want to lose to Johnny Smith two weeks in a row. Right. Um, and he ended up only having, like, a point – Seven or one point seven points or something, and okay. ended up being the difference for me to lose. So I mean, technically, <laughs> <laughs> technically, I did lose to Johnny Smith again, I guess. But yeah, I I do lean Tiz's side of this just for the value he got now. But I just I really do I have to say I love Antonio Gibson. I didn't want to trade him away uh, whenever I was whenever I was trading with Tiz in the first place because I really like Antonio Gibson. So is he the one of the two there with uh, McLaurin? Well, he's a running back. That'll be uh that that'll that okay yeah so he's the uh, he's basically that early downs running back then they've got J D McKissick honestly I saw the W for yeah. Washington football team and I was like okay yeah. so he's a wide receiver <laughs> yeah um, no he's he's a running back that is a freak athlete and you know he he's very good at catching and running the ball so it's they just they the problem is they don't give him the opportunity yet and they've got J D McKissick that they're working in there on passing downs especially when they're down so he just hasn't gotten the opportunity yet but. He's an exciting player to watch. But I do lean for value-wise right now, Tiz's side on that one. Yeah, overall, I'd say that our league's done a good job of win-wins Yeah, uh, based on scheduling and kind of like where you are and your record. Mm-hmm. So the reality is that points for now, Isaac might need the advantage of versus Tiz playing the long game, having five secured wins or four wins. Or well, it's actually the opposite because he got the value now, basically. And Isaac got Antonio Gibson, Noah Fant. But... I do think Noah Fant is a great tight end if he once he um, gets healthy. 
But, okay. But See, yeah. I was thinking that Tiz gaining Robert Woods and Johnny, the people with a safer floor, mm-hmm. were better than for the long play for him with already five wins going mm-hmm. into the playoffs. Like, hey, I'd rather have high floor people than lower floor, high ceiling players. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But with that, uh, I don't know if you have a winner, but typically what uh, what I've seen is that if you are giving up fab, that uh, you, you, you think that you're losing without the players, and I don't think fab's important enough to make a ginormous difference. So the fact that Tiz is giving up the money, the fab, shows me that he thinks that players-wise, it wasn't, or Isaac says that it wasn't worth it enough for him. Right. So if he's going to win the players, then I, I like to give the edge to Isaac here. But that's, again, very circumstantial and not really that valid. Mm-hmm. So sure. with that, let's go on to the uh, last and final trade, a blockbuster that just happened here. You have been on the move. Been moving. Do you want to tell us a little bit about this trade? Michael Thomas and Tyler Higby to your lineup. Didn't get a game in with Darren Waller, did you? Did not. Yeah. Yeah, went ahead and shipped him off. So goodbye, Darren Waller, and goodbye, A.J. Brown, a beloved wide receiver on your team, correct? Correct, yeah, man. My favorite player. My favorite player on my favorite team. So And uh, and five more bucks from the Scruff McGruff squad, dishing out that oh-so-stingy fab dollars. Tell me what was uh, – you, you saw Michael Thomas. You saw him at value because I will say he hasn't played at all this season. So do you want to tell me a little bit of what – what you're seeing, time to take a risk. What are you seeing with Michael Thomas? Yeah, I just, you know, I looked back at last season, the last two seasons, just the targets he gets, just the the way he produces, obviously, and you're just like the upside of that. I'm just, at this point, so this is after my... You don't week. have a sample size, correct? Like, you haven't seen him play. We have not seen He's him play He's played part of one game, yeah. Okay. He played, He I think he went out fourth quarter the first week one. But okay. he's still Michael Thomas. Okay. Um, but... Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just. This is after the week six loss, so it's like I'm just trying to, trying to fill a lineup that could potentially win some games down the road. Go on, get you out of the suit. Exactly, and I want to win this week against Eric, and this would be a huge one for us to scrape the bottom of the the mascot race barrel here. Yeah, we'll um, be able to talk about that one later today. That'll be a big matchup. Yeah. So I, I just honestly, I love AJ Brown. But I will be honest, like Corey Davis coming off of the COVID list, um, they're getting their receivers back. They're just going to be spreading the ball around more, um, and they already don't spread the ball around that much because they run it so much. It's a it's a run-first offense, and it's a play-action-pass offense. That's what they are. So A.J. Brown is a beast, and I love him, but I just I don't think he's going to be getting the opportunity that he's had the last two weeks. Darren Waller will be great, but... I just had to take the upside of Michael Thomas there. And so when he put him on the block, that's what I offered him. So um, it just ended up working out. So I'm just hoping with Michael Thomas and Dalvin Cook. Obviously two major pieces. If you would have said at this point that you had him on your team moving forward, you, you've you got to feel good moving forward with those pieces. i feel good. I mean, they could be both top five players by the end of the year here the rest of the way out. So... So I just you know I just want to put myself in an opportunity to get some get some wins this year, um, both of them with the bye week behind them. So that's good. That's good. It's good awareness. It's good scheduling. It's good management. Uh, you don't hear that too often about an zero and six squad. Good management. Yeah, you don't. But, you you know, don't. Hey, I think you've turned the corner as to as far as like hey let's get out of the suit, and with that you were able to make a lot of good trades to say hey for the here and now. I feel good moving forward. Maybe I'll secure a couple of W's and get you out of that those talks. Yep, and I will say for Griff's side, this is if I was him, this is what I would be doing too because he's already got stud wide yeah. receivers. He's yeah. he's got a full lineup. His only real weakness 
obviously was the tight end. Mm-hmm. So if he could give up a big piece and then get himself another wide receiver that has a lot of upside and fill in that tight end spot with the top three tight end. That really is one thing that would happen is when you get ahead early and you're a good manager, the rich get richer. Yeah. Like if you if you fielded a good lineup and you found if you've got lucky with finding a star, then the reality is that you're able to use star power or name weight that currently people like Michael Thomas have that mm-hmm. are still on your bench, you're able to get them off and you're able to like say, hey, listen, I can't play, but the seven guys that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's The rich get richer in this situation. I need Scruff to fall, fall hard for me to have a chance at the top of the TTT division. But And it's worth noting it's an in-division trade, but obviously at this point I'm not too concerned about winning that division. It would be pretty improbable for me at this point, so I don't care if the top gets – better honestly right now i'm just trying to get wins so maybe that's something that we need to take note of moving forward that we don't have uh we don't have people trying to get out of a suit so bad that they they collude and make poor trades now i'm not saying this is a poor trade but that was a circumstance yeah i mean if there was given a circumstance it would be you just like hey give me all your like but that's the thing griffin someone at the top of the division wouldn't trade away all their star players yeah yeah i don't think i think you're free from division collusion like that because it wouldn't make sense for the top to give down and yeah i mean obviously you couldn't say any of this was a a a dishonest trade or even a tank because obviously i'm getting michael thomas and he's getting two stud players so yeah i don't don't think this would be considered a tank or anything like that okay now if we had picks on the line or something and i was given first round picks for great players or something then there'd be more more of a conversation about that but not today. Not today. Let's move on to the... Who are you? You got a family, Phil? <laughs> Come on, Phil. Stay with me. Let's hear about that family. Bingo. What? Say cheese. <gasps> Order up. The old waiver wire. Waiver wire. Barely know it. Waiver Wire Weekly, as Waver. we used to call it. Waiver Wire Weekly. Um, wasn't that the first podcast you ever did? Wasn't yeah, it just it was a Waver Wire Weekly? the first YouTube video that yeah. everyone up was Waiver Wire Weekly mm-hmm. with a photoshopped uh, yeah, image of what was a jail, mm-hmm. uh, an exterior wall of a jail cell with barbed wire, and it was Waiver Wire Weekly. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Lightning in a bottle. Talking about Tyreek Cohen. Man. <laughs> How times have changed. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the waiver wire. We're only going to be talking about what has most recently happened as of 10 hours ago because those are the only ones that really were even notable. And we talked about all the ones last week. So with that, let's go ahead and dive in. Biggest one was Hayden Hurst. And Kamiya spent uh, 17 dollars um, on Hayden Hurst. What do you think on, about it? On a tight end when, honestly, when I... Eric... Went for $3 for Hurst. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't... Is he hurting a tight end? Is that what, what's happening? I think his tight end's on bye, maybe. I, okay. I feel like he has Trey Boo Boo, per, perhaps. Yeah, that's right, because he dropped Mo Alley Cox for Trey Boo Boo, and that was earlier, but just interesting. Maybe a little uh, little fear trade here. Got, got a little scared and was like, hey, listen, I need one. I don't want to miss out on the opportunity for Hayden Hurst. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he has a good week, too, but worth $17, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I guess he thought maybe some people were hitting harder on tight ends, but yeah, seventeen bucks. Obviously, obviously not. Um, 
Let's move on to Will Lutz. Another time that Will Lutz is on the market, and I still don't see Luke making any moves. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Luke's not even on likes not even on the list here of going for Lutz. So I guess and he's, he's been on the market up. before. So he's just kind of said, I don't really need him. I'm just going to keep on going without him. Mm-hmm. But we see Kev picking him up for seven when the closest purchase was two dollars. We want to kind of bring up this conversation again. Spending over, I guess, what's the limit for you? Where you're just like, what happened there? I'll be for honest. A kicker? I've I've never well this season for sure not bid over zero dollars for a kicker. Really? Zero? Zero. Is probably my... I, I'm pretty I remember certain. the high. The high was 16 for a kicker. Right. Both Big belly Ma- bullet. Mark and... Um, Mark and uh, and Cook went for him. But mm-hmm. that's... that. I, I would say I put it at like... And I mean, for the league, if you're taking notes, I would say five is the max. Mm-hmm. Like, you want your kicker... And that's high to me. Yeah. If you want your kicker, you'll put five. We see that five people have gone in, six people have gone in on this one, and the highest outside of the seven was two. Mm-hmm. So just just think about it. Like, who is going to be putting in? I guess that's the thing. We're going to continue to reassociate our value of fab down the road. Fab is important. It's important mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. So throwing away anything more than five should hurt you if you're going to be getting a piece that you're only going to be streaming from week to week. And mm-hmm. a kicker is that. They're not a star player. So I think anything over five, and you say five is high, but I said five is the one where it's like you put down $5 on a kicker, you are going to get your kicker done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want the kickers out of the league. So anyway, move on. Let's go on to Justin Herbert. The uh, the Herbert bidding started at uh, at $2 with myself. I definitely wanted a piece of that Justin Herbert combo. I wanted Herbert. Keenan Allen and the kicker for the Chargers so that I could have the stack. Triple stack. The triple stack. Ooh, Man. baby. Like uh, double Big Mac. I was looking at it, but uh, but Eric Johnson and Scruff both bid five. Um, yeah, bid. I, I was like upset Justin about Herbert. this. I yeah, was upset were. about this because I don't want to go go up against Justin Herbert this week. <laughs> so I was hoping people would be swinging a little bit higher. I, I saw how many people needed a quarterback this week. And, man, I just, I'm bummed that I have to go up against him because he's been playing great. Speaking of other people that wanted a quarterback, we saw that Scruff went in on Herbert, but he had a backup plan. I yeah, love it whenever a manager is able to put a backup plan together. He put five on Herbert, and if he didn't get him, Carson Wentz as the second priority. He said, I got five on it. With five. So he's going to spend $5 no matter what on a quarterback. Yep. And um, and so he picks up Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had an interesting game last week where there's honestly just a lot of bombs towards the end of the game for Baltimore, and he cashed in on a few of those. So I'm not so sure looking at that matchup with him going up against the New York Giants next week. I looked at it, and I like the look, but I have, if anything, a reality that all it takes is for the two touchdowns that they're going to score to get up against the Giants for them to be rushing. And mm-hmm. then before you know it, he's screwed for the rest of the game. So you got to be careful yeah. with that. Game, stri- game script. Game script, game script. Um, yeah, and then the last one we really wanted to touch on was the A.J. Green purchase of a dollar. Um, yeah. Dropping poop juice. Did not get the 34-yard passing touchdown this week. No, didn't um, get that one. So he goes right back on the waivers. Yeah, it's interesting seeing Jarvis Langer, who is such a star in Miami, being honestly just a castaway for, for this season. But Browns in general. Yeah. Well, I'm Except for... OJ, know, OBJ, that one OBJ's game. OBJ's doing all right. Um, Kareem Hunt's great. But yeah, I'll, uh, great. I'll, welcome, I'll welcome Evan aboard the A.J. Green trade. Good luck. Uh, you know, now... I don't think it's going to work out for you, but there has been talks in the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Analysis Department 
that there's actually been some changes for A.J. Green for the Bengals offense. You want to tell us a little bit about that? There have, yeah. Um, so he's gone from being the more deep threat down the field guy, um, flyer type receiver, um, to being more of like a Larry Fitzgerald type is um, what the people are saying. Um, so it's it's interesting. They're, they're changing up the way they run the offense a little bit. T. Higgins is more of the, the deep guy that they're going to, and they're just they're kind of making A.J. Green work a little bit more um, on what works for him at this point in his career. So it's interesting, you know, 11 targets, and he's caught eight of them this week for 96 yards. If they continue with that type of offense, maybe he will be worthwhile in a half-point PPR league. So it's interesting. It's what they're going to have to do to keep him relevant, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> keep him on a shorter Absolutely. yardage. Um, that's great. That's great. I like, uh, I like that analysis. That's our, that's our waiver wire weekly, if you will. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to... You may think SpongeBob SquarePants is just your average ordinary sea sponge. Our Danny Ainge and Blizzo Award um, wants to go ahead and get your thoughts for this week. Who who was who is rightfully deserving of these two awards? I have one of my picks. If you'd like to pick uh, the Danny Ainge first, and then we can go into the Blizzo's second. Yeah, we're going to Ainge first. I really looked around to see if there was um, some moves made or anything that really ended up in a win, and I, I didn't find anything particular that did that um, because, like I said, Tiz would have won either way, whether we did that trade or not, and actually Alexander Madison ended up getting four points, so I was going to give him the Ainge. If that trade ended up getting in the win, I'm not sure it did. Um, so I, I, I got a default to just a great week by... Fresh Prince of Air, Benny yeah, P, putting up 145 here. points. Let me take it from here because I've also got myself for the uh, for the Angel Award this week. It feels good putting up the most points for. Mm-hmm. It feels good balancing out what all the haters have been talking about. Low scoring Ben P, low scoring this and that, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's true, and I'm not saying that I don't want it to happen this week, but that week... I called him a shot. Luke said I was going to get 130. I said, I'm not getting 130. I'm getting 140. You did. And the blow off, or the <laughs> blow off, yeah. the blow out happened. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the, the explosion happened, and I was really happy to have called it and been aware of it. The only thing that I can think, Jefferson has been quite interesting play from the trade. Uh, he's been just that guy who has the capability of blowing up whenever. Um, Kirk Cousins get a hot gets a hot arm, so that definitely helped me with thirty five points, obviously. But what I what I'm looking at now is the and that sick touchdown dance that he has. Oh yeah, that's the yeah with the yeah What's with the eye hole. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but he does it. Yeah. But I'm looking at two players, getting white, worked out in my favor a whole lot. Putting him in my flex was really awesome. I also picked up Cole Beasley, and I was going to play him in the flex. He also got twelve and a half. So some heads-up managerial stuff there. I was like, I'm going to be well-equipped for my flex, and uh, it worked out for me. Go ahead. Sorry to jump in here. It's called the gritty, by the way. The dance. The gritty. Yeah. Uh, and the second one has been Brandon Cooks. Okay? Mm-hmm. I picked him up. I dropped AJ Green. I listened to the advice of the person who picked him up this week. Mm-hmm. Evan Shacklett said drop him, and I went ahead and picked up Brandon Cooks after the firing of the head coach. And I just said, hey, listen, if they figure out Deshaun Watson, then maybe he'll be getting some touches. I'd rather have him on my squad than A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. And it's been working out for me. And I just, uh, I've been happy with that pickup. 
I loved playing Fitzmagic uh, last last week. Didn't do it. Just got it done. Got the job done. And um, I was I was thrilled. I was thrilled with the W. Glad to put up a lot of points. So definitely giving myself the Danny Angel word. I don't get it often. So when I get it, I'm gonna relish in it. Yeah, and I'm just sad that Fitzmagic is going away. Yeah, but I appreciate his send off. Mm-hmm. The whole entire time too was playing the last two. He was getting the crowd into it. What little crowd there was. And um, and he seems to be just an upstanding guy. I just don't understand it one bit. Oh, I don't understand it either. If anything, I'm actually peeved about it because Fitzmagic was going to mess up the Josh Allen bet that I've got going for the whole entire season because he was a top eight quarterback. And if <laughs> really? anything, he was one of them to kick Josh Allen out. Wow. So for him to stop production now mm. doesn't seem to make sense. But I won't uh, I won't argue there because I'm happy with how Fitz has handled it and what he was able to do for me getting this W to go three and three. So I, I'm I'm excited and I'm happy. I'm glad to be the top scorer of the week. It was a good win this week for you, um, especially after calling it, calling the 140 points. You got to get the Ainge yeah. award. Call well, let's your shot. Uh, but let's talk about the Blizzo. Let's talk about the Blizzo. Who do you who do you have that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel for you? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy for me. Um, just looking at the league, um, really looking at everybody, and then just coming right back home and saying, well, it's me. <laughs> I mean, it's just easy. You know, It's not because of the trade. It's just because of the management decisions. I've got a defense out here putting up negative one points. If so you I, could have won that the bench should made some changes? Yeah, I mean, I definitely had the win on my bench. I don't think I could have made one of the moves on the bench to um, do that, but I think the defense was definitely questionable. Um, I had the Rams up against the 49ers after they just played awful against the Dolphins, so I just thought for sure the Rams will play solid this week. Yeah. Um, after the 49ers just completely collapsed the week before, but they looked good. Got me negative one points. If I just had a defense that put up one point, um, I would have gotten the win So because that would have been a two-point swing for me. And just, uh, yeah, it's just um, whenever you know you could have made a change that gets you the win that week and it's a whole different storyline. You yeah. gotta, you gotta get the blizzo. So, man, very I, unfortunate. You know, and I, and I say this because I don't want to seem like I'm coming off humble or falling on my sword or whatever. I would have absolutely given myself the angel award if I did made that trade and got the win this week. So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I want to call it my blizzo, Eric Johnson. He's not surprised. Mm-hmm. The reality is that he's feeling somehow the same way that you're feeling, being one and five, uh, but putting up ninety points. In what would be uh, considered a must-win at at the time, one and four, uh, just trying to turn around the whole entire league. It just the management here. Yeah, we're relying heavily on Lamar Jackson, and I told him to do that. And the Andrews stack is definitely the move that you should stay with. I don't think those are the problems. But when I look at the roster and I see that uh, that Damian Harris is your RB one, or at least just in one of your top B, top RB positions. I just I know that the game script was weird for New England, but only getting four points out of one of your primary uh, running backs is not what you want to see. Uh, and and then also just I just see I just see I'm just seeing duds all on his team, and I just Robbie answer, Anderson could have exploded, but he didn't. Uh, you see Elliott with the one missed field goal. As a manager, you've got to know confidence Ooh. with. With Jake Elliott, whether or not what you're going to be getting there, so zero point, zero point for the kicker is when they scored twenty eight. Obviously poor management. Obviously poor management. Wow, yeah. I mean that's 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 mind blowing. I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, great Giants pickup for fourteen points, but you know it's just and Jameson Crowder has been getting the job done the last couple of weeks. But anytime you got a piece of that Jets offense, you got to know that's not going to pay out for you. 
So uh, Devontae Parker, five points. I'm just I'm just not excited about his team, and I think he's in a really rough place with Miles Sanders going out uh, for the Eagles, and I'm just worried worried for him. He knows where he's at. He knows what he's dealing with, and I know he's got Chubb on his IR, but I see very little hope for this team, and I think that he he, he was the blizzard of the week for me. So mm-hmm. that's what I've got. Yeah, it's tough, tough going for Eric, especially does any of this factor into the fact that he called his own loss last week? Uh, a little bit of factors into that, but I will say this. If the fantasy gods know anything, it's Juju. Hmm. Okay? And I'll tell you Schuster. what. I, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about this matchup later, but the reality is that if you're waving the white flag and you're surrendering, the gods will take that. Hmm. They'll say, all right, we'll give you six straight losses. Consider yourself done for the hmm. season. And so I just don't like that Juju going into it. Uh, I don't like that that he, he he's not keeping track of his record for wins and losses that he's picking in the division like we are. So maybe there's a reason why I would pick against myself in a scenario where I just think the matchup is too heavy for my team. But he's got no scenario like that. He's just throwing in the white he's just throwing in the towel because he's he he's done. He's yeah. he's, he's done. So Wow. Yeah. Um, so you just I, don't like to hear your manager say to your team before you play, Hey guys, go out there, we're gonna lose this. Yeah. Yeah, unless you've got a first-round pick coming next year or something if you if you tank. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. No, that's not how it works. Uh, man, I almost called the Kenyon Drake blowout before the game and almost said Kenyon Drake's going to break out and I'm going to win tonight. I wonder if I did that, if you would have gotten like one more pass and then I would have won. I wonder if the fancy guys would have rewarded that or if they would have just smacked me in the face one more time. You no. know, as evangelical Christians here, i got to ask the question. I mean, do we believe that fancy gods are a real thing or do we just believe it's all chance? It's it's all it's all um, variants. Yeah, I don't yep. want to get into this too deep, but it's all variants, Ben. Um, and so the variance is coming my way soon because uh, I'm really piling up on the wrong end of variance. So <laughs> okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's the case. Uh, okay, cool. Well, that's the uh, that's the Danny Ainge and Bluzo Award. We're gonna move into our. But now, <laughs> when his entire world is threatened. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. Weekly review now. So let's let's do that. Uh, very excited to go into our weekly review segment. And this is going to be where we look at last week's matchups and we, we call our shot. We look, we review what we said before and whether or not we were right or wrong. We're going to keep score, update our point totals. And before we get into this, actually, I want to call out Alex Cook on the pod because he had a very snide comment. Of us being Owen, or like, you know, what are we? Nine out of 30 or something. Nine out of 30, eight out of 30, whatever you're saying. Listen, I'm going to talk to you, Cook. Give me one second here. Let me just get the mic up in my face here. Listen here, bud. All right, can you hear me? I'm talking to you. You come up in this league thinking you own the place. All right, you didn't win a championship last week. You're nothing. You're nothing. Last week? Last last season, you're nothing. So what? You made an appearance at the championship. You ain't got nothing, all right? So what's your quarterback whisperer of the season? You ain't got nothing. You don't have a championship. You don't have your name on the trophy. Put some respect on our name, all right? And when you come to harass us, harass us correctly because we accept harassment up front and honestly. But what you've done is you've made a fool out of yourself. Let's talk about the numbers real quick. When you were saying that we were 8 and 9 out of 30, things that you were not taking into consideration as a content uh, digester, or intaker, was that we didn't do the first week. Right. We didn't do the first week. So that's a couple of numbers you didn't take into consideration, you blizzo. All right? And the second thing was that we hadn't 
done that week's report yet. So tell us a little bit about how that that spun. Like, what what, what was the detail there? We hadn't gotten to... He took our pre-prediction... He took our pre-review numbers. He said, you got 9 out of 30 whenever we hadn't even reviewed and added our points for that current week, for the fifth week. Yeah, see, so he, he must not be a mathematician. He must be an idiot. So we missed week one. Okay. We didn't do week one. So that's six. He counted our... That's things. six matchups. That's six right there. And then okay. he didn't count our points for the current week of week six. So that's 12. So let's take our eight and nine, Mm -hmm. and let's minus 30 minus 12 Mm -hmm. is going to be 18? 28. 28. Golly. Maybe I'm not good at math. Uh, 28. Wait. No, no, no. No, so we would have four weeks of six matchups. 24. 24. So nine and eight out of 24 I'm not so upset about that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right? And if you want to say that that's bad odds, then maybe next season we'll keep track of your picks. All right? <laughs> you animal. <laughs> you filthy big lit beast. No, because what it ended up being was, yeah, so we ended up having four weeks there. Um, so he hadn't counted the, the fifth week yet. So, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down. We'll break it down after we do the review. But cool. it's not quite as bad as Cook would have you believe, and Evan would per- perpetuate you to believe. Perpetuate, great yeah. word. Let's get into. The- but here's the thing, Ben. Here's what here's what happens. Yeah. You do content. You put yourself out there. You become vulnerable. You put yourself on a record yeah, where you put exactly up wins right. and losses, and then people just try to pick you apart. That's just how it is out here on the mean streets. Well, see, that's part of uh, that's part of content, is that you're gonna put yourself out there. You gotta be willing to take it on the chin. And listen, I'll take it on the chin, but I'm not. I'm gonna fire right back. Yeah, well, you better come out. If we're going to take it on the chin, let's take it accurately. Yeah, you better come correct. Let's take it accurately well, on the chin. We're going to use this here content to make you look like a fool. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah. uh, let's get into this week. Let's get into what we did. Li- or sorry, let's get into last week. Let's and it. let's talk about what we did and keeps point totals. I can walk through them if you want to keep the score. Yeah, absolutely. Fruitly. We had the Evan S. and the Alex Cook matchup. Let me go ahead and pull this up here. And uh, speaking of roasting Cook, let's go ahead and hop on this. Um, I had Cook like an idiot. You had Evan like a champion, and uh, Evan prevailed. So you get a point there. And you said that. Uh, what was the take? You said I said Godwin bites back. I was absolutely incorrect about that because Godwin did not do much. Godwin bit his own back. Yeah, seven point three points. Godwin did not do good. Uh, you said a little multi TD game. Kittle. Kittle, multi-TD game. Oh, well, he got one TD. He didn't get two, so but he did get over 100 yards. Yeah, that's pretty good. He had a monster game. I should have just said Kittle, 20-plus points. That's what I should have said. Yeah. Uh, but you get, you, get the, uh, you get the win there, so that's I good. get the win and all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, go to our next match up here. Connor versus Mark. I had Mark. You had Mark. Um, me and you both said Henry Rolls. Henry gonna be good in this game, and he was. And he was. He was Man. quite nice. But so the we rest both of the team lost. Uh, I did say low score for Connor, and um, one twenty three is not considered a low score in our league. So I was double wrong. But we were right about Henry. Our takes were right. Henry got forty one points. Oh yes, he rolled, dude. But the rest of the team just did not show up. Um, yeah. So we both missed the ball on that one. Uh, we go to our Tisver Patrick P matchup. We had I oh. had Tiz and or no I had Pat and you had Pat, Kylie, maybe Alex Cook is right maybe we suck. Uh, 
I'm not saying we're good. I'm just saying we're not as bad as he would have you believe. Yeah, just just come correct. <laughs> um, so yeah, I said. I don't know what I said. I said low outing for Dallas overall bad. I was right about that. Um, bad score for Tiz because Dallas was going to be bad, and that is somewhat true. Uh, I mean, Amari Cooper had 17, which is good, but I don't know. I was I, 17 is more than I would have considered. So for those for those reasons, I was wrong. You said that Madison carries the load 20 plus. Well, I traded him away. I traded him away, so, so you had some insight is... there. Nullified, nullified, nullified and void. But we were both wrong. So we both, both picked you, and unfortunately, Tiz. Well, fortunately, Tiz won. Unfortunately for you, you won. Let's go into the Griff Eric Johnson matchup. I had Eric, and you had Griff. Griff won. I was wrong. Uh, I said low scoring affair. Uh, and I said, oh yeah, Eric Johnson's gonna win because he was gonna have that better D Johnson. Had a connection. He, I don't even think he played Duke Johnson in his starting lineup, which was smart because he only got two points. So yeah. that was a hot take by you. I was wrong. Yeah, very. I was wrong. Uh, I should. I deserve to get fried for that. Yeah. You had Griffin. You said the receiver believers forty plus points. I did. I said the receivers would get forty plus points. You did. I was wrong. Well, if you factor in the flex, but I was just factoring in the starting receivers, and they only got twenty one points. So, so I was wrong. But they still got the win. He believed in his receivers and it paid off for him. Yeah. If you factored in the flex, Will Fuller. Yeah, I did go 21 off 21. Points, yeah. So, I mean. That gets you over the edge. I'll give you a medium, medium stance there. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a hard, it's not a hard yes. Let's see. Have I won one yet? I got Cook. You, you, I got Mark. I got Pat. I, got, I have not won one this week yet. I have not picked the week. right one. Yeah. Jeez. Not good for me. Right. Uh, let's go into the Isaac-Kevin matchup. We both picked Kevin. Here we go. Both picked Kevin. So we're both in the W column there. Kevin wins. Isaac continues to find a way to lose. And um, I had Galladay and Zeke. Galladay, for, Galladay and Zeke for plus 20 each. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong on both accounts. You had receiver, or wait, you had Zeke 100 yards rushing. He did not. He played poorly. Two fumbles? Yeah, he, he had two fumbles. He That's was not good. He was shook and then. Took him out for a series. Pollard was in there for a while. Yeah, he got 10 carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, just if you're wondering, Pollard's out there just in case you need him. Uh, let's go into the final matchup here. Luke and myself. Uh, I picked Ben. You picked Ben. Uh, I had 25-plus for Elaire, 140-plus points for my whole team. Connected on one of those. Elaire did have a big game, plus. but it was not 20 point. Wait. It was 21 points, and you said how much? 25? 25. So yeah, what not- was my take? You said QB stack, 40-plus. Oh, yeah, I said Fitzpatrick and your kicker stack would have 40-plus. What did they get? 23-plus-6. Oh, wow, I thought they did better than that. Yeah. It's because the Dolphins went up so early. They yeah. just didn't have to pass it anymore. Game script. Yeah. So that that's uh, that's our that's our weekly review. Go ahead and update our score. Wow. Really? We are notched up at 15 each. So, man, I got up early, and I've been falling behind every single week. So let's just update everybody. So not counting week one. So Yay. we're five weeks in. Thank 30 you. is our total. 30 Six totals. times five is 30. We got yep. 15, so right at average. Right at 50%. <laughs> right yeah, at 50%. I'm... That's You throw a coin, you get one of our predictions. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's... <laughs> I, it ain't bad. 
It's not nine out of thirty. I'll tell you what it's not. It's not nine out of thirty, which yeah. is what they said. Take so. that. They. They being Cook. Yeah. Right. And then Evan perpetuated. Alright. So uh with with let's go ahead and go on to Evan, you know, just you gotta vet these things before you perpetuate, Evan. You know, I mean you can't believe everything you hear on the group me. Uh, that's part of what makes <laughs> Evan Evan though. So I, I would I wouldn't change it for anything. He'll get the chance. Seize him! To become the hero. Step out of magic! No one ever imagined. Let's go into our let's go into our pick'em. We gotta announce this department for a reason. Just get a call in, get the stats right, and then come back. <laughs> Alright, well we've written down our takes, gotten in our research, and so now we're ready to do our picks for week seven. Yep. Um are you ready? I'm ready. I'm shuffling through my knapsack right now. Got him. All right, let's get into the Evan Isaac matchup. Okay. Count to three. Um, hold on. Yeah, let me. Oh, no. What? You're doing what Evan makes fun of us for doing. No, I just got to move this over. I just oh, okay. Move this okay. Over. okay, okay, okay. So whenever we select them, well, I guess I can do it right here, but I just, we're both prepared. We have as much analysis as you possibly can, and everything's written out. Yeah, that's true. We just got to pick. I've got my pick. Me too. Okay. Three, two, one, Evan. Isaac. All right, okay, this is great. good. I love it when they're different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I've got Isaac, you've got Evan. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me your side of the story. If anything, actually, what we're going to do, I'm just going to keep this. Okay, because that's my take on there. That's my take. Like, look, it's written all down. I've got it. Yeah, I just, you write, you write novels. I know I write I a understand. lot, but I don't want to write below it. I don't want to write below it. Okay, you do whatever you want to do, Ben. I but just don't want to. We're shuffling right now. We're shuffling. We're ruffling. Tell me why you think Evan is going to win this Very matchup. simple, because Isaac is unfortunately going to put up less than 90 points this week. He's just got depleted roster right now. It's just rough form, and I feel bad for him. I feel bad for me. I feel bad for him. But, yeah, less than 90 points this week is what I'm predicting, unfortunately. I hate to do it. Uh, I've got... I've got it. I've got Isaac because, Alan, it's a sloppy game. It's going to be a rainy game there in New Jersey or New York um, with the Jets. It's going to be sloppy. There's going to be a lot of running involved. I just don't think Allen has a good game. Um, yeah, and he doesn't. He because he doesn't get a lot, we start to really entertain the thought of Josh Allen not being a top-eight quarterback and me winning that $10 from, uh, from Cook. Do we need to put that on the board? I don't think we have that sticky on the board for Josh Allen. We can definitely put that up we there. we got to put that put, up there. Put Allen at the top of that yep. note right there just so we can – Mark that guy for later. But, yeah, we'll start to really entertain that thought moving forward after this week's outing from Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, let's see. Let's go. That's all of our takes for that. So let's go into the Connor and Griff matchup. Yep. If you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one, Connor. Griff. This is oh, great. Man. This is great. Here we, we, are go. going, we are going to split up, bro. Love it. Uh, all right. I'll go ahead and start here. Yep. I've got Connor. Uh, I said Griff is going to miss Thielen this week. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he's going to miss him is because I've got his wideouts laying an egg. Really? An egg, yes. His newly acquired A.J. A. Brown and Devontae yep. Adams. I think A.J. Brown just doesn't get it done uh, this week. I think that uh, Pittsburgh is going to be roughing him up at the line. And then I got Adams just – I got actually a bad game for Rodgers, which is not a popular opinion. Well, he had but, a terrible game this week, so it's yeah. Not I just think that he's going to have realm. a rough game, and he, and Adams is not going to get it done against the Houston's defense. Let's quantify so, that. Uh, so yeah, what's the, what, what when you say bad game? What are I you think talking? between the both of them, I think they get uh, ten points total. Yeah, 
Ten points total. Ten points total for A.J. Brown wow. and Devontae Adams. You sure you don't want to write these out? Yeah, no, I got to do it now. Okay, so t- These are just points. <clears throat> these are just point things, because I've got a whole script here that says, okay? Yeah, but we just need to have a take that we can refer to next week. All so right, we I've got we can say who's right and wrong. A.J. and Devontae. Ten points. Okay, and I'll just leave mine on this paper because it's very clear, very easy. Good. All what right. do you got for Griff? <clears throat> I have for Griff, Chris Carson is going to get both a receiving and a rushing touchdown next week. This is very obscure, but I think it's going to happen, and he's going to win. I'm going to win. Good. Okay, what do you got next? Patrick and Eric? Yeah, let's go into your matchup between the bottom feeders of the league, but doesn't mean it's not an important matchup because very as important. they get more bottom feeder-ish, the weight of that suit becomes heavier and heavier, and I know Eric can tell us all about the weight of that suit. So, uh, three, two, one, Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, I've got you getting this. I think that you made some great moves for trade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing uh, the praying hands. Yeah, praying hands. Um, yeah, and I just think this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, your trades, you got it done. Um, those are good, and I agree with that. But honestly, I just think this is a momentum thing. From manager to manager, talking about his last week, telling his team, hey, we're just going to go out there and suck it up. Um, I just don't think that's going to get it done. And from what I've been seeing from him in the group me also, he's just getting primed for the suit. His players are looking to their leader, and they're literally like, he didn't even show up to practice this week. He's not Peloton. Even, he, he is not here. <laughs> He's not here. And uh, I just think that the fantasy guys take that into consideration, and he takes an L this week only because of management. Nothing to do with his players. I have no take here. I have no take. I just have that Eric Johnson being the manager at this fragile state that he's in leads his team to another loss. Wow. I, I really hope so, unfortunately, for Eric, but it's it's big um, for me to get the one win in the in the column this week against Eric and then pull ahead of him in points four. Um, so I've got my receivers, my receiver core going for 35-plus. 35-plus. Really acquired Michael Thomas out back on the field and DJ Moore continually getting more targets in the offense. I will say this. I should. don't see Michael Thomas coming back as um... – I think that he is a top 10 wide receiver. But for whatever reason, I, ha- I have him easing back into it. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll be, you know, like a blow-up 20-point outing for him or anything. Well, I think him and um, DJ Morgan put 35 or more. I mean, I will say this. I think that the Saints need him, so they might rely on him heavily and might go to him often. But I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, I have him easing back into the the top-tier wide receiver spot, not just blowing it out. But yeah, hope you're just, wrong. I, I probably am. I hope. I hope. Let's go to our Luke Mark matchup here. I'm going to let you lead us off here, but let's go ahead and make our picks. Yep. Three, two, one, like. Luke. Yeah, we both got Luke here. Like. Tell me tell me about it. I think it's a bounce-back game for him. Um, I think Breeze is going to have his best fantasy game of the year this week. That matches up with your, back. Yeah, that matches up. So, I, I, yeah, I think Breeze is going to lead him to victory. He's going to have his best game of the year. I think that's like 33 points or more or something. Um Something like that. Yeah, I've got Luke here. Uh, I do think it's a toss-up. I think they both go under 20. Um, so I've got both of them minus 120. What uh, Under 120? Yeah. Okay. Neither of them will score more than 120. Okay. Yeah. What do you? What did you say your take was for Luke? Uh, Breeze is going to be the best fantasy game of the year. Breeze. Okay. No, but I've got Luke. Um, 
And I've, it's it has a lot to do with, yeah, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a barn burner, less than 120. But I think the D collapses on King Henry. I think people are tired of King Henry running over them. I think they're tired of it. And I think that uh, Luke's RBs get it done this week. Uh, I like the Browns against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that Hunt and OBJ have big games. And I think that for Mark, uh, Derrick Henry comes back to earth. Yeah. So I'll get uh, defense. I'll give OBJ and Hunt for fifteen, fifteen so plus thirty, yeah, thirty plus for the Browns. Yeah, just both of those guys getting touches, getting it done. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to our Cook Kevin matchup. I'll okay. lead us off here, but <laughs> three, two, one. Cook. Cook. Yeah, I mean you both pick them, even though we're hating on him this week. We got him winning. <laughs> uh, Kevin just runs into a buzzsaw. His team's healthy, and it looks good. Um, that's that's really un- – it's just unfortunate for Kevin. He's going to run into a stiff matchup with Cook's team. Overall, I just have Cook scoring above 150 this week. Ooh, uh, 150. I've got a, uh, no, sorry, let me he take it down. Said. I've got 145. 145. It's 145. not that big of a – But 145. He gets that. 134. <laughs> 100 points. 145. That's hard. That's hard to beat. That's, that's hard to beat. That's tough. Um, yeah, I've got Cook's RBs going for 40 plus. Melvin Gordon, Kamara, combo. Um, She's got a healthy squad. 40 plus. I don't want to toot his horn too much, but his team looks good. That's it. Yeah, Mel- Melvin Gordon's come back off the illness. He's not drunk driving anymore. He's going to be back on the field eating up. Um, and Kamara, yeah, I mean, Kamara might take a little hit with Michael Thomas back on targets, but he's still going to be eating out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for our matchup now. Who's? Yours? Yep. Okay, Ben and Tiz. Yep, and before I get into it, just want to acknowledge that freshman to Hellair really worked out. Hellair. 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 Um, it really you, worked out. What are your thoughts on the Bell acquisition? What do you think it's going to do to Hellair? Uh, well, let's go ahead and make our pick, and I'll talk about it. Okay. Three, two, one, Tiz. Tiz. Yep, I know. i got to pick against myself here. Uh, honestly, this is a wise bet just for me, just hedging my bets, understanding that if I win, um, then I win in fantasy, and that's exciting. But if I lose, then at least I get the W here. Right. So for those reasons, I'm just going to hedge my bets, say that. But I do like the Garoppolo, how he looked last week. I do think Allaire does take a point dive with Lev Bell being in the backfield. Unfortunately, it doesn't look good. I think Lev Bell is healthy. He's ready to go. I think he's going to he's going to just immediately take away. Really? The only guy that's going to yes. work him in? He's got to learn the playbook, that type uh, of thing. Yeah, he's got to learn the playbook. But at the same time, like, Alaire just had this great outing all on the ground, showing people that he can get it done, 100-plus yards, all that fun stuff. But I just think Love Bell brings a different uh, change of pace back, and that's exactly what Kansas City needs. It's the last piece that they need to their whole entire offense is a change of pace. And I think that he's going to eat up a lot of those passing downs. And so I'm interested to see how they break it down, how they, how they make it work. So, yeah, I've got Tiz, but I guess all that to say is that I said, I think... Would you do Drake straight up for Edwards Alaire right now? Almost. Almost? <laughs> uh, I think, um, let's see, I think Cam figures it out. I think he was not clicking on all cinders at all last week. Not I think he figures it out this week. I think it's a tough defense. I think Alaire does take a hit to his points, and I think Cooper connects. So let's go ahead and do... Let's do Cam plus 25. Let's do Cooper plus 15. Not, yeah. not crazy, but just yeah, they connect. So Yep. 
I've got your running backs going for less than 20 points combined this week. So Edwards-Alaire and Montgomery, less than 20 combined, unfortunately. Yeah, that's possible. Montgomery going up against a tough Rams defense. Um, And then Edwards-Alaire splitting a little time with Bell. Also against a pretty tough Broncos defense. So I just think it's going to be a bad week for the RB room for old Benny P. Yeah, I don't think you're – you're not far off. Yeah. Let's go ahead and yeah, couple all of our paperwork together here. That's last week's, in case you want to reference it. Okay. That's this week's, and then this goes with that. Ruffling. Ruffling papers, <laughs> man. Put them right in the knapsack. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go into... Bigger. Squarier. Spongier. The SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Are they laughing at us? No, Patrick. They're laughing next to us. Our sticker review this will be the last segment as we kind of conclude our podcast. I mean, look at us. At an hour and ten, wow. we're looking really good. Look at us. Really good. Um, okay, before we jump into that, then, so we got a second here. Just hit on the Drake situation. <laughs> well, hold on. That's part of the sticky review. So that's oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Let we me, can break me, it down let then. Let's write it let's, let's down here. Um, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this. But that is what the uh, that's what the content curators need. That's what the content hunger. That's what they're hungry for. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about first of all. Let's make any new takes. Yeah, are there any new takes? There are. Um, so I can get this guy for us. This is going to be. Alan, I will say this. Let me just go ahead and put this down. Alan, outside of the top eight. Yep. Ten bucks is on the line, just for reference. Okay, with that who? Was a, that was a Benny P take. Ten bucks to who? Uh, it was to... Who was it to? I think it was to okay. Cook. Honestly, it might have been to Shacklet. Because I think me and Cook were having the talk. Yeah, and then, and then Shacklet jumped, jumped in. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to put Cook or Shacklet. <laughs> Whoever wants it. Yeah, in the group me, tell us who, who was in it. I think you're right. I think it was Shacklet. He <laughs> just jumped in and took it. Hilarious. That's a new take. Well, it's an old take, but it goes up there. It's an oldie but a goodie. It's an oldie but a goodie. All right. Uh, the only new take that I have yeah. that I'm aware of okay. is Griff getting in on this take of Evan not getting into the playoffs. He said to stick it, so we're going to stick it. Done. Griff. Evan S. And I don't have any records of any other takes outside this week. Outside of playoffs. I will say, saying that he's going to be outside of the playoffs is not a big deal. It makes me want to put my name on it. Yeah, I think, yeah. But, you know, Eric kind of came to his aid there and said, I've played with Evan for a long time. Yeah, I would, that's true. I would warn you all against making these takes against Evan. So... I was surprised to see that. What you do you know, make of that? I, I don't... I want to... Is it too late for me to get in on this? I feel like it's too late for me to do this. I mean, this is not going to get in the playoffs. Like, I feel like that's not going to so? happen. No. No. Okay. You want to add it? We'll add it. Fine. Ben. I mean, you've already kind of made that take by saying he only gets four wins this year. Oh, okay. That's fine. So, that's good. Yeah. That's good enough. That's what I... That, I don't need to go in more than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make the playoffs if you only get four wins. Right. So that's good. Unless you score a ton of points. Each loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's it. So yep. those are the new takes. Uh, let's go ahead and 
as you're sticking those up there so prettily. Uh, for those of you guys keeping score at home, we did find the old sticky notes. We were curious where they were last week. We found them, and uh, we just left them over at the studio. So Yeah, it's great to have the right color palette up here now. Yeah, now we've got a color collage going on. That's okay, these are coming off, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, sticking out review. Sticking out review time, let's get into it. All right. Let me point the mic towards you a little bit. First we'll start with um, some takes that can come off the, the door from this previous week. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, we had some weak takes. One of them Watch was... Eric complete, fully expects to lose to Griff. That was a good take. Great take. He, he was he was accurate. We win. I don't know what we do with takes that are accurate. Uh, we do the thing. We do the, the slap nasty on him, remember? We still slap nasty him, even yeah. if they're wrong, or even if they're right. They're right. Like, yeah, he's right. So I think Connor we, we took off, we slapped it because it was Kyler. But yeah, I think any take just gets the slap no, business. No, 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 no. I think if it's wrong, you get the slap nasty. Okay, what happens if when you're right? If it's right, then you give it a, uh, a proper burial. Ah, you give it a proper send-off. So when I say proper send-off to you, what does that look like? It looks like this. All right, let me get the people a little look here. I don't know if they can read that. It's fine. There, there you go. They can read it. I love it. I love it. Great. Proper send-off, Viking send-off. A proper send-off for Eric Johnson's sake that he is going to lose to Griff. Yes. Done. All right? All right. Next take can come off the board. Luke thinks Benny P will score 130 plus points, so he got that part right, but he will still win. He got that part wrong. So We've got a sake, half nasty. So for the send-off for Luke Horford saying that I was going to score above 30 points and uh, that he was still going to find a way to win. So the take is wrong. The take general. is completely wrong. Okay. Let me take this one down. Yep. Okay. Give that to the people. That's what it is. Done. Great. All right. Nice. And then our next is Evan had a guarantee last week. Really? Yeah. Evan guarantees a win against Cook. We accepted the guarantee, and he won. Wow. So he gets right. that. So we, we notch one yeah, more. We notch one in the belt. That's great. Notch one on the the right section. So he's now he's now fifty fifty on his guarantees, which ironically is where we're at on our picks on the year. So we're yeah. both at average. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Do we get so to take then, it down, or is it... Yeah, this, 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 it's a guarantee. It's not really a take. Yeah, we it put it on the side. Point. That was the thing. We put it on the side. We so don't need to take it off. It's just what it is. Yeah, we just wrote it it's down gone. So that we could, we could just put it away. It's gone. Right. All right. Good. Now we'll review all of the takes on the door. Yeah, please. Please do that. Ertz. 115 yeah. receptions, 7 this touchdowns. Goddard, 56 receptions, 3 touchdowns. Ertz got injured. Yeah. Ertz hasn't made that mark yet. I'm so excited that he's hurt. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I hate having to play him every single week. I'm so happy that he's hurt. And then Goddard. Great guy, I'm sure. I don't wanna, I'm not excited that him personally is hurt, but man. Now don't, Goddard. Don't you feel like you always have to say that whenever you say something about somebody getting hurt? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want him to personally get hurt. Right. I don't. Everyone should know that. But I just This think, is all within the realm of fantasy. Thank you. All yeah. within the realm of fantasy. Glad you don't judge me. Um, Goddard should be coming off the IR soon. Um, and if Ertz is hurt, he's going to have... That tight end spot have himself all to himself. And, and then we'll be able to see whether it really is a, a skill thing that Ertz is not being able to produce or if it's going to be like a it's still a defensive thing. Like if Goddard doesn't get it done either, then I'm going to start to think like, okay, they actually are just going after 
the tight end position because it's the one of their best targets out there and they don't have a whole entire lineup with good wideouts. But that'll be skewed whenever Alshon Jeffrey and all of them come back and then Goddard's also on the field because it's going to spread the field around and then Goddard's going to get all these touches and we're going to think, oh, Ertz is just such a bust. That's not the case. Well, the fact is, yeah, Goddard's going to get it done. That's the fact. Okay. That's the fact. All right. Um, Do you have him on your team? No, no, no. Tiz has him, I think. He almost traded him to me in this mix of trades we're in the midst of, but went for Waller instead. Okay. Um, then trade Waller away. Would you? Well, okay, we'll, we won't talk about that. All right, takes on the board. Patrick, Evan, Chase Edmonds will not take over the lead back by the end of the year. Injury exception has been marked off. Drake will con- will keep gonna, the lead role. Is he going to harass us about this later? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've got it nailed down pretty solidly now. Um, the other take is that Drake is a bust and Edmonds is a steal. And that's fine. Um, at this point, Drake, I think, is hovering right around bust range. He's right below like the 12 mark, which is where I took him at 13. Yeah. So um, it's pretty close. Um Drake obviously had a big blow-up game. Yeah, it did. So what What do you think? Do you think that he's the real deal? Do you think this is it's a blip on the radar? Um, it gets the volume he will produce. Well, we talked about this. If Drake is not going to be a bust if he continues to have outings like this. Now, obviously, if he has outings like this every single time, that'll be like... that. That's well, he can't have one like this yeah, every that's time. that's not going to happen. But what we said even two weeks ago is like, hey, if he turns it around and he has 15-plus, 20-plus shows that his athleticism and the scheme and the offense is able to get it done, then he's not a bust. He's just a late bloomer. And this is good. So this is um, a recommendation I have to the league. Okay. Okay? Because I literally, I watched every single play Kenyon Drake's played this year. That is... Every single play. It's dedication. Yeah, because I wanted to see. I wanted to know, is Kenyon Drake... Really washed? Does he look really bad? Or is the offense just run him up the middle every time? It's a mixture of both. Kenny Drake looks really bad sometimes. But I think he had a turning point last week. We'll see. But um, shout out to East Coast Taffy on YouTube. Wow. You want to go there. East Coast Taffy, they break down players, and they do literally every snap that they're involved in. No way. And they just put them in videos. So, like, Kenyon Drake, every time he was targeted, every time he got the ball... All this season is broken down play by play. East Coast Taffy. East Coast Taffy. So you want to go check that out. What do you think the depth of those players are like? How like how? I mean, he had them for like like Fulgham. He had them for like all these random players. Yeah, like Jarek McKinnon. Like he had he had a ton of them. So he's just he's churning them out, and it's interesting because you can see like. Is this player just really bad, or is he getting in bad spots? Like you can wow. just really get an idea that coupled Let me say with it one just one more time. East Coast East, Taffy. East Coast Taffy. Go check it YouTube? out. YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I watched every one of Kenny Drake. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not like all of a sudden at this point. He got thirty point game. I think he's the best running back in the world. I think he's still. It's a mixture of both, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping he's turning a corner. We'll see. Okay. Next take. We'll see. Next take. Evan S. Ben P. has you winning four at most this season. I have three at most this season. What is he at right now? Right now, he's currently at two one, three. right? Six. Or is he at two? Yeah, he's at two. Uh, he's he's at two. He's at two. He's two and four. Two and four. So I think, yeah, I don't know. He might. He, I think he'll definitely surpass my assessment. We'll um, see. 
We'll see. And then we'll see if he if he does that. He's made some good managerial moves to upset that, so. Yeah. Um, Evans' guarantees are at one and one We just talked about that. Um, and then we've got the two people who are saying Evan will not make the playoffs being Alex Cook and Griff. And then Evan Shacklett says that I will not get three wins this season. So we've got basically the same call on each other. So I think we're both going to do it. So good. Is that all? Is that all it takes? That's all it takes. Except our season-long take of our division winners, and that is it. Yeah, who do we got our division winners at at the time? Um, at the Affirm the Daddy division, we've got Tiz and Luke. So I have Tiz and you have Luke. Looking pretty good for me. Interesting. Um, I have Tiz and Luke in the championship game, I believe. You might, yeah. Um, the T the T division... I have myself, and you have yourself. Um, both looking pretty poor at this looking point. Looking pretty bad, yeah, at this point. Um, at the BTA, beat that beep division, yeah. we've got, I've got Isaac, and you've got Eric. Not looking Jokes. good for Eric. Eric, come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. So those are our division winners. It's good. It's really good. Well, as we wrap up the pod, I mean... Oh, and we've got Allen outside the top ten. Oh, yeah. Or top eight. Yeah. Allen outside the top eight. We're, we're all aware of what's on the line there, $10 between me and Alex Cook. Um, yeah. Excited to see how that plays out for the rest of the, uh, the rest of the season. Might need to refine that a little bit as we get closer to the end of the season. Like, what if they don't play him for a couple of games and he falls out of fantasy top eight? Part of it. I would say so. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's what we got for the pod. Um, we're, we're wrapping it up here. Seems to be a pretty swift podcast, which we're pretty proud of. I know that. Um, and I know our, our wives are happy about that. Um, thanks for listening. If you are a part of the Fight Club League, obviously love your support. But if you're outside of the Fight Club League, remember, just a bunch of guys taking fantasy football way too seriously. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in. Uh, Patrick, do you have any concluding thoughts, anything you want to you wanna bring to the table as we wrap up what's going to be a less than an hour and a half podcast? Man, I'm just I'm surprised we did it, but I'm happy we did it. Um, shouts out to everybody out there sticking with us in the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated um, over here on our in the podcast network, the Pump Fake Podcast. Um, really want to thank the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Analysis Department for for giving us the stats. Yeah. And then um, yeah, we just want we'll get an update soon from the potential collusion and or blatant dishonesty department of investigation um, department. So we'll see um, more about that hopefully from Evan S, who is the lead investigator. Yeah, and we'll also see whether or not the power rings continue to get churned out or if it's just another season of uh, will he finish those power rankings? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that concludes it for us. Thanks again for listening. We we love you dearly. Um, You do not talk about it. See you. Bye.